Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything the famous grouse. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how you doing? A uh, little bit broker, but not too bad. Had to buy a new <laughs> fridge, so, you know. It takes it out of you. So, uh, this is what everyone's going to be wanting to know about. And you have the tan chance to kind of jump into the future here because we're recording this the day before the Super Bowl. It's going to be posted the day after the Super Bowl. Andy, who are you going with? I'm sure on the Eagles. Like I, I think it's going to be tough to beat the Chiefs, but I think the Eagles definitely have the defense to do it For of sure. any team that they face in the play. Any team or either teams face in the playoffs. Yeah. The Eagles are the ones that have the best chance. I think. Agreed. I definitely think the Eagles are the better team on paper. Um, I think the only position that the Chiefs are better at is quarterback and tight end. Yeah, and um, I don't know if that's enough, but again, it's hard for me to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I probably won't be putting my bets in for the Super Bowl until sometime tomorrow morning. Uh, So I don't know what I'm going to do right now. I'm leading Chiefs just because the odds are better for a better payout, and I do think the Chiefs could pull it off. Well, I I think the Eagles are—they blow out teams. I just don't know if. If it's close at the end, I don't know if the Eagles have what it takes to kind of win in that pressure moment, especially yeah. in the Super Bowl, just because they've mean, never really been tested other than like that game against the Colts. Yeah. Um, but we'll see, though. Yeah. I mean, look at what happened in 2018 when they beat the Patriots, and the Patriots were who is supposed to be the better team. That is true. That uh, is very true. So, so we'll see. Yeah. So I guess if I had to pick today, I'll go Chiefs, but I'm really undecided. So um, we'll, we'll see. But without further ado, we're also very excited about this podcast. So why don't we dive right on in. Andy, tell the folks out there everything they need to know about the famous grouse. Of course. So uh, like a lot of, um, this is another blended scotch out of um, obviously Scotland. It's where scotch can only be made. Hmm. Um, But like a lot of blended scotches and even some single malt scotches, uh, this one has a history kind of predating it a little bit in the sense that there was a... um, a grocery store or like a storefront uh, operating where the previous owners of the storefront, um, I forget their names, but the previous owners of the storefront, um, you know, would do some like wine merchanting, um, like whiskey merchants, things like that, like selling it out of the store. Uh, and of course, and that was dating back all the way to 1840. Um, and then the current or the founders of the famous grouse, the uh, Globes, I'm assuming that's how you say their name, G-L-O-A-G. Sounds good to me. <laughs> um, purchased it. I want to say, well, actually, no, I think the storefront was founded in 1800 and then they bought it in 1840. Um, the Globes did. And about 50, 60 years later, um, Matthew Globe third, so the grandson of the... Uh, person Matthew Glogue who bought the storefront from its previous owners um they he's the one that set up actually like a whiskey specific brand in the store um there in Perth Scotland that's where they were initially set up was in Perth Scotland um and he set it up out out of their family's grocery store because he noticed like you know, they were selling a lot of wine and everything like that, but they did have, there were, um, there were some like wine kind of shortages or things like that happening around that time. Um, like 
around 1875, 1876, uh, the great French wine blight uh, that occurred that year, um, kind of is what helped establish the idea to sit here and then like 20-ish years later. Thank goodness. Um, yeah, set up the brand. Um, of course, you know, like I said, they uh, their primary uh, knowledge was the merc- mercantile, like the merchant side of it all, um, because they had that grocery store in it and storefront and everything. Hmm. Um, but it was really that knowledge that after that French wine blight, um, helped them then sit there and say, Hey, let's set up a whiskey brand because wine's maybe not quite as good, or it's got a little bit for the time, at least a tarnished reputation. So he ended up, um, setting up the brand. Uh, originally it was just called the grouse brand out of their store. Um, and then like the famous grouse blended whiskey was a specific product that they were selling. Um, and that was something that, especially after, God, I want to say it was Queen Victoria around that time, like the turn of the century there, um, into the 1900s, um, kind of helped revive some enthusiasm for them, um, for like Scotch whiskey and everything when the Royals, uh, came to visit Scotland. Hell yeah. So their business definitely picked up. Um, of course they did have, you know, the problems like with distribution, at least internationally because of, uh, World War II and then before, before that, the depression and, um, and, and then prohibition in America. Sure. Uh, but made things difficult. <laughs> yeah. Made things a little bit tough, a little more challenging <laughs> to at least hit one of the, you know, one of the biggest drinking markets, um, at least international drinking markets ever. Sure. Um, uh, and so it, you know, that helped, that didn't help them, but you know, they eventually were able to kind of get their f- legs back underneath them after that and everything to, uh, um, become a better or longer lasting brand. And then it was kind of after this uh, time that um, they eventually expanded the business a lot to more storefronts and more opportunities. I think along the street there in Perth that they initially had, they had like five, eventually bought out like five or six straight um, storefronts and just like converted into one huge store for operations and everything. Um, Pretty much just because they had more demand coming in primarily. Mm. And it was around this time that they eventually renamed it from the grouse brand to what we now know it as the famous grouse. Uh, and I think it was Matthew the third, his wife, um, forget her name, but his wife that eventually drew up the, um, famous artwork for the label that we now see on it. Um, and then after that, uh, you know, they are always continuing to expand and everything kind of through the, mid 1900s to today um and of course as any whiskey brand um especially blended scotch whiskey brands are um you know they always focused on trying to create the finest blended scotch whiskeys and this was one that i actually got introduced to back when i was in college another friend of mine who uh was at least at the time really into scotches because uh, i had never heard of them before you know you think blended scotches you kind of always one of the first ones you think of is Johnny Walker. Of course. But this is one, uh, I forget their exact sales figures, but as far as blended scotches go, they are, I think, one of the more well-renowned and better-selling blended scotches. And that comes into a few different um, 
or come from a few different products that they have. Uh, they have the famous grouse, then the famous grouse personalized, where you can sit there and basically customize the label, um, like to celebrate like a friend or whoever, you know, like customize it with their name. So instead of famous grouse, they'll say like famous Jonathan or something on it, something like, like it. that. That's very cool. Yeah. And then they have one other product, uh, change names, probably 2015 or 2016, I want to say. That's as far as I could find when it was changed, roughly that time frame. Um, the Famous Grouse Smoky Black is what it's now called. Previously, if you can find a bottle of it, uh, it was the Black Grouse. <laughs> Same. That one, and that one's kind of their more smokier, um, peatier uh, blended scotch offering. Yeah. But if you see either one, just know they're the same product. Gotcha. Um, just that name change happened. Cool. All right. We ready to give the, uh, the famous grouse a taste here? Yeah. Let's do it. We already got our glasses poured, so we're just going to dive right on into the tasting. Uh, as always, we're going to start with the nose. Not okay. too bad of a nose, yeah. like lighter nose. You can get, I agree, it's a much lighter, but somehow you're still getting that little, that peaty note to it, I think. A little bit even of peat though it's a light, there. Even though it's a lighter version. Yeah, like peatier, maybe kind of chocolatey, light chocolatey note in there. Definitely some darker fruits in there for me. Oh, yeah. Um, in it, too. For sure. Let's give it a taste. Cheers, sir. Cheers. I think it's definitely slightly peatier on the palate. Yeah. But it's still not, it's not crazy. It's not like yeah. an Ard. Yeah, it's bag. not like an Ardbeg or Lagavulin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it is still, it, it's it's scotch. It, yeah. It gives a sure. little bit stronger of that oakier peaty note to it. Yeah. While still remaining fairly, at least for, especially for a blended scotch, like fairly approachable with that in it. For sure. I feel like this is a great scotch for someone who's maybe trying to yeah. jump from the bourbon scene over to the scotch scene. Oh, for sure. And I definitely at the price point. It's only like 25 bucks. Yeah. At not, least for a seven fifty. dollars I think this is a great, great scotch for the price, especially yeah. for the price. Um, I am someone who doesn't, I'm not a much bigger of a bourbon guy than a scotch guy, so I don't love the peatiness, so this is a perfect scotch yeah. for me. It's like that great intro one, or if you're, even if you're already introduced and you don't love scotch that much, I think it's perfect one. 100%, exactly. and, and it's a great, it's, um, and it's a great intro scotch for the, for the taste and for the price, like you said, yeah. because scotches are, can be pretty they, pricey. Yeah, um, definitely so, can be. So for this price point, man, I, I, I can't compliment it enough. It's really, really, uh, really great. Yeah. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you get your podcasts. We're on all the platforms. Please subscribe, leave a review, listen to, and share every episode of Distilled Discussions. We really do appreciate your guys' support. Please have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry. We'll be here to drink with you next week.